Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. So, so we are the Brooklyn Combine. This is the Brooklyn Combine. And welcome to the show. Yeah, man, we, we haven't done this, us in a group, as a, in a while, guys, right? You uh, you know, we had a missed opportunity, too, when we were away. Oh, you're right. You're right, when we were in Cape Cod. Yeah. I, I was kind of out of it in Cape Cod, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping. Cash probably thought I was medicated or something. <laughs> we didn't have the X plan either, though. Nah, yeah, yeah. We nah, we, yeah, we weren't in a building. That's why we didn't you do know, it. Yeah, you know, the the highlight of that week for me is watching Phil do a fucking slip and slide with twins and Jet. <laughs> I, was fucking, I was fucking sleep and I woke up and I see these dudes doing mad shit. And I was like, That's yo, I feel, what are they doing? <laughs> Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil weird. Phil, Uncle Phil weird. Uncle Phil weird. I turn around, I just see Phil trying to teach them how to fucking break their bones. None of them know how to slide right. And he slide, I was like, you know what? I'm going back to sleep. This shit's stupid. Somebody's somebody definitely going to the hospital. So speaking of, speaking, of, speaking of weird stuff, can we talk about, can we talk about um, our, um, our gangster celebrities? Oh my God! Going left, yo, man. I gotta. I actually, we got a lot to talk about, yo. <laughs> Ice Cube, look, 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 look. platinum plan. <laughs> I was off. I was off the platinum plan. That should sound like Russell Simmons credit card. <laughs> uh, my brother's keeper. Like, oh, but you know what though? Like, man, like you know what? I, I had said I this even before platinum. Cube had came out, huh? Why it gotta be called platinum? I, but, but hold on, but who, yo, who, who coined that term? But what's, what what camp coined that term? Was that like a pejorative or was that of what officially this mess was being called? We don't even, we don't even know. We don't know. Mally Bay, I'm, I'm like, hearing a lot of monkey business right now. <laughs> yo, yo, who, who, who told these people? Like, first of all, there's tons of people doing work. We know them. We know a bunch of people doing work, organizations. How how is it that these celebrities who are not all of them, you know, because there's a rich legacy of set of very bright, well-informed celebrities as well who risked their careers. Uh, Paul Robeson, Nina Simone, um, M. Tume, like all kinds of people, diverse groups of people. Uh, you know, Archie Bunker, you know, used his celebrity and. What's the other guy? Old, older white guy who's funny as hell. Um, George Carlin. Not George Carlin. Comedian. Um, heavy set. He old as hell right now. I can't remember oh, his oh, name. Oh, Ed Brimley. Yeah. No, not Ed Brimley. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? 
So, so I'm not saying, yo, if you're a celebrity, just shut up. But what, but I don't understand why these celebrities feel after they've been so far removed from black issues that they now are the point people to explain the complex position that we're in. I don't think you was ego though. You know that. I mean, I get it. But you but know, I, I'm annoyed by it. Got, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not mad at the the desire to say, you know what, I'm I've been I've been successful and so I have a vantage point. Let me figure out a way to help my people, right? Mm -hmm. Helping mm -hmm. people, I think that a lot of times um, the American version of success gives people savior complexes and they feel mm -hmm. like I need to be, I I I need to I need to do it this way. So Ice Cube, Ice Cube being completely bereft of understanding right and saying and, and and deciding that he's gonna do a platinum plan and get this 500 billion dollars of infrastructure money from the trump administration um is a silly conversation one yeah because trump has been in office for four years four years you talking what? about this shit three weeks away from an election Come on, man! <laughs> like, what are you well, talking it, about? Hold up! Wasn't wasn't his camp when, when when we asked that question of who is within your your sphere of influence that mm -hmm. can speak to these issues? Wasn't there a conversation a couple of years ago around Steve Bannon being in his camp or vice versa? Yeah, Steve Bannon's partner. Steve Bannon's partner is Ice Cube's partner in Qua the Big Three. Quatanek. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, oh, but and the Big wait. Three is the Big Three is in just about as much debt as Donald Trump. Yeah. Bro. But here's a, but but here's my here's my thing, and this is something that I I think a lot deeply. Right. Why do everyone? Why do these people believe that the key to our liberation? is talking to the apparatus and the people behind the apparatus responsible for our position. Like, if, if, if we have a problem in our house, why is the first instinct or the popular instinct to go sit down with the people who've oppressed us? And well, I'm not saying I, that you don't- Personally, you know, listen, I don't- But hold on, let me, but I, I understand that. But my thing is our problems are so systemic and deep that they require inner, inner um problem solving like us you know like why why you never hear these celebrities say yo yo this this next yo this week i'm gonna be in brooklyn and i'm gonna be in brownsville and bedside with la 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 or i'm gonna be in compton and i'm gonna be with such and such why is it yo i'm gonna go sit down with these white people and bossing them and yo i'm gonna get this right why? well because at a certain point that's the space that they're navigating in and to me I don't have a problem with any individual taking any approaches that they feel is appropriate for themselves and for their community. I certainly have a problem with anyone thinking they represent everybody. That's inherently problematic. And it's a toxic combination of arrogance and ignorance that can make any person, I don't care how high your fist is in the air, think that you speak for everybody. That's simply foolish and short-sighted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Period. Regard regardless of, even if, even if you are, you could be straight up meeting with freaking Republic of New Africa, straight underground. You're about to tear something up. You know what I mean? Even then, you ain't speaking for everybody. So that that type of position becomes unfortunate. To Keith's point, when people get in a space, anybody, and they feel like, yo, you know what? Now that I've achieved a certain level of success, 
I think I'm going to do something to help the people. Already, to me, you're in a flawed position. You should be not thinking, I'm going to do something to help the people. If anything, I want to see what I can do to help the people help themselves. Obviously, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. And, and, and my thing is, over how much money do you guys think Black celebrity, Black athletes, Black Wall Street people, Black professionals have made over the last 40 years? You mean as a percentage of everybody else? No, just a collective amount of money that, that they've made. They've made millions, billions of dollars. Yeah, billions of dollars. Billions oh, of dollars. Got to be billions. All right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we don't have... We don't have our own unique educational system. Can we all agree that education is where it probably starts at, right? Yeah, for sure. We don't have, we don't have, where's the progressive movement for a for a a, a new curriculum for our kids? It's possible, right? You guys are rubbing elbows with all the right people. Listen, let's let's jump to this. Where's a well-funded HBCU? That listen, Obama went to the highest office in the land. He rubbed elbows with the people in the know. He made tremendous amount of connections. He has tremendous insight. And he isn't even in the, he, isn't, he even hasn't presented himself with an independent plan after he's left the office. So well, what, and what, he himself, but also he himself isn't advocating for that, right? Like he's he's no, very much I, like he's for advancing America. Now I'm with you 100. percent The only thing so, I'll say is this: I don't feel that again. I don't think any group or any individual needs to be trying to step forward and say this is for the black people as a monolith. I think that it's really like we're well past that. I think individuals should be super clear that I am advocating and trying to advance this for those who support this. Now, the problem comes in when individuals aren't certain where they stand because they may not stand anywhere. So for, let's say, I don't know where Cube stands because as, as of this moment, I see all sorts of things flying around. But what I will say is for him and anybody for that matter to come forward, the moment that you're taking that leadership position, you, you're going to have to draw some lines. Be very clear. Don't let it get confused. And if you aren't sure, say you're not sure. Say I'm trying to but figure it out. You know, but here's but here's the thing. He says, "I I this is what he's 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 performing, right? This is and I call it a performance on purpose because it is. He's saying I have the contract with Black America. I'm presenting a contract with Black America to the Trump administration and to the Biden campaign, and the without talking to Black America, without talking to Black America, but even 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 without being educated about." Yeah. Right. We've got politicians have been tossing money at us for forever, forever, for centuries. Right. The issue is not blackness. America's problem is not blackness. It's whiteness. And yep. unless there's a, unless there's an honest conversation that says, yo, we need to dismantle. We don't need to do anything for blackness. Blackness is everything. We need to dismantle whiteness. And how do yep. we dismantle whiteness? Right. That's that's the process. That's the education, right? And I think that that's not an honest conversation. And so every everything else is just performance. But son, yeah, and no, you hit it, it on the head, son. It is performance because here's the thing, right? If if they truly were trying to get to the underlying problems or the systemic issues that put us in the, in the on the lower rung of the social totem pole, they would not be dealing with these celebrities like that. Because no, they're dealing with those, they're dealing with those celebrities because 
they know that's the low-hanging fruit. And Absolutely. these celebrities and a celebrity culture, they perceive them to be access to us. Because in the American history, when you follow the American history and the entertainment of American history, Black people are at the forefront of that, of the success of that. So they really believe that, you know, look, let me just get, oh, let me just get, make the style. Yo, Cardi B, yo, tell me what you think. Yo, I know you got the song Wet Ass Pussy, but what do you think about uh, uh, democracy? And I'm not and knocking these... you. I'm not knocking you. And, and I'm not saying I want to be careful because I, I'm not on some elitist shit. Yeah, saying saying that I, I can respond to her and I could criticize yeah, 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 her yeah. being in the public space. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that because those people are in that position, they shouldn't have a voice. Yeah, Yo, yeah. you have your voice, but here's a problem. When your voice and when your everyday practice has nothing to do with the liberation of black people, but somehow you are utilized as a voice for that, I have a problem with that. Exactly. And I have yeah, exactly. a problem, and, I, and listen, I'll keep it real. I have a problem if Monday you, you bigging up gang culture, or Tuesday, you telling you advocating some shit so that maybe my daughter goes out here and does something to get her pussy wet or whatever the fuck you suggesting. And then <laughs> Wednesday, you talking about freedom and liberation. That's messy to me. And I listen, messy is okay to some people, but when you're talking about the future generation of our lives and you're talking about changing this horrible, yo, we live in a horrible condition just because yo, we even have privilege because we have each other. But yo. We have our own challenges. But what I, you think? Those... I'll say this though. I do think that I, 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 I'm okay with a Cardi B being who she is as an artist, being who she is as a human being, and having layers and being. I'm okay. I'm okay with right. Like I can be messy, right? Like I can. Yeah. But at the end, yeah. Of but this, somebody get somebody gotta not be messy. Like somebody gotta be like, yo, guys, we messy. We gotta fix this mess. Right, but I think that the, the challenge is that, or the, the issue for me is that these politicians, of course they're gonna look to celebrity because that's, mm -hmm. that's who, politicians stay in office by being popular. Celebrities, mm -hmm. stay, celebrities stay famous by being either wildly popular or wildly unpopular, right? But more importantly though, crossing over so that whiteness embraces them. Right, but either way, it's either way, it's about numbers and data. It's not necessarily about substance and quality. It's about numbers, quantity, and data. And I think that they understand that. When you, when you, when you are deciding whether to run for office, the first thing your campaign managers, the DNC people are gonna ask is, yo, how much money can you raise? It's a number. Of course, game. yep. When, when, you, when you're talking about becoming an artist and doing a deal, right? Well, we're, we're talking about doing a deal right now with Jordan, right? With a major mm -hmm. company. And one of the first questions they ask is, what are your Social media. Right, what are your numbers? And so that's what they understand. But what, what is interesting, and I think there is a shift happening, I do think that people are starting to understand the value of smaller community and affinity and alignment of values. And that might be the result of COVID. That might be the result of people just, I don't know, other shifts happening. But I feel like that is something that's, that's starting to happen. And, 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 and for me also, to me, is a very 
it's a very tricky thing because people also assume, and you you would think because of the energy that's going on and, and percolating right now, you would assume that our liberation is through this electoral process. Our, our liberation isn't through this electoral process. This electoral process is something else. Right. The things that need to, to, to be implemented for our, our liberation, not our liberation, for our children's children's liberation, like thinking ahead, don't require sitting down with these oligarchical people or olig oligarchical supporters and whiteness. It doesn't. It requires no. a, a, a reflection amongst ourselves and then a planning process and then an implement, implementation of that planning process and then an accountability and then go forth and so forth and so forth and so forth. And the celebrities could be incredible towards that, but they don't go towards that. None of them. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. Let's 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 go for a break real quick. And when we come back, let's pick up because I definitely have a point that I love to make around celebrity. And then we, we can move off that or we can stay here. Let's let's yeah, let's we, take yeah, a break real know. quick. All Let's right. get back to action. Green B, won't no smoke with me. Okay. Then turn this motherfucker up 800 degree. Uh -huh. Whole team eat. Chefs cause she's a treat. Ooh, she's so bougie, bougie. Won't never teach. I'm a savage. Had a too nasty. Talk big shit, but my bank account match it. Hood, but I'm classy. Rich, but I'm ratchet. Haters kept my name in their mouth, not a gagging. Bougie. He say the way that thing move is a movie I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key How done bled the block and now it's hot, bitch, I'm Tunji I'm mood and I'm moody I'm a savage Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty Acting stupid, what's happening? What's happening? Bitch, I'm a savage Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty Hacking, stupid, what's happening? What's happening? Hips, tick, tock, when I dance. dance. On that demon time, she might start her OnlyFans. Only Big B and that B stand for bands. If you wanna see some real ass, baby, here's your chance. I say left cheek, right cheek, drop it low and swing. Texas up in this thing, put you up on this game. I be parking my friend. Gang, 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 gang. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Please don't give me hype. Write my name in ice. Can't argue with these lazy bitches. I just raise my price. I'm a boss. I'm a leader. I pull up in my two seater. And my mama was a savage. Nigga got this shit from Tina. I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid. What's happening? What's happening? Bitch, I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid. Like the stallion with the knees He be like, damn, how that thing moving in the jeans I even D4L couldn't do it like me, like me Moody, nasty, yeah. 
she's a savage, no comparison here. I'ma flip my hair and look back while I twerk. So, yo, we back. So, Kenny, to, to, to your mm-hmm. point, I'll add a, a, a quick a quick point, and then let's dive back in. On that whole issue of culture, basically, because that, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about an augmentation of your culture, and you don't legislate culture. It doesn't work that way. You can have a culture, then you can have some legislation that emerges as a result of it and reflects it, but you're not going to sit up on high. And I mean, it just simply doesn't work that way. And when I think of Q, and this is not a knock against him as a man, an individual. I don't know nothing about him as a man or an individual. But I know as an entertainer, and we let all work that labels and not work that bad boy and universal and all this mess. And it doesn't take long before these artists realize who is breading or who's buttering their bread, who they performing for, who they entertaining. You're making this music. And this goes for a great deal of our artists, many of them that we love. But you know, when you're getting up there and you're performing and you're making these songs, you talking about what's going on in the hood. You discussing the details. To a large degree, you ain't talking to black people. You in Newark, Detroit, you in mm-hmm. Rock, you in Harlem, you in Oakland. You telling me about what's going, I can look at, I'm looking out my window as I listen to your music. So you're not talking to me directly. You're talking directly to white people. And in many mm-hmm. ways, you hoping to get some sympathy from white people. You hoping that Absolutely. these white kids will live vicariously mm-hmm. through your music and pay you. And if you're not honest with yourself along that journey, eventually, the same way that life imitates art, art starts imitating life and it gets all confused in your head. And you end up in places where you might otherwise be supporting things that might fundamentally go against maybe where you were in the past. And the truth may be that you may be somewhere else. Your views, your political dispositions, your ideals may have shifted in time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But be try your best to be honest about where you are as a human being. If you're young, these are one of the, here's some of the prerogatives of poverty. You typically have some one clear thing to focus on, getting money. That, you know, that it makes your life in that sense pretty simple. You end up in a which makes like the, some which of these makes yeah, which makes ahead, the trappings of, which makes the trappings of poverty really dangerous because usually the yes. trappings of poverty in a really screwed up environment produces criminality. Absolutely. Um, and, and when I say simple, when, yes. And when I say simple, I don't mean simple in the sense of ease. I mean in the oversimplified yeah. sense of that term, simple. But because when people you're end about- up in those places they didn't expect with all that money, now all of a sudden, yo, I got a bunch of money. A lot of the views that I had before, I don't necessarily have. It's, you know, I don't think, I don't really, maybe this is different than I thought. Maybe people lazy. You start to get these ideas in your head that start to reflect of those around you. you and, know? And, 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 you know, cause I don't want to, I don't have too much else to say about this shit. Y'all know where I'm, I'm at with this shit. Like I love the arts. Um, I don't think all art is good art. I don't, um, I think a lot of celebrity is a distraction, particularly how capitalism deals with it. But one thing I want to say about black celebrity and why it, it, it requires a certain education and it requires a certain, um, a, a different pivot for our children in our community is this. The optics of black celebrity is really interesting to me because we're still dealing with an anti-black space. We are, we are the minority in the citadel of white supremacy, which is America, right? And it's black celebrity, when you look at it, 
what it does in a racist society is all these racist people, all these ignorant, misinformed, uninformed, other people, um, many who even look like us, when they see, oh, wow, these teachers, they work really hard, forget the teacher, oh, shit, uh, this guy just signed $60 million to, to put a basketball in a cylinder, or this guy um, got $80 million to, for this rap song and this song. That shit starts really playing in the minds of the typical American where they perceive that as the success of the black community. When in fact, just because this kid signs this major deal or this kid signs this major contract, it's not a true reflection of our condition. And what happens in America is people start really looking at that and forgetting the horrible financial and, 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 and economic predicament that the majority of black people are in. But that's because of the object-subject dynamic. Black people, no, of course, the same is. way we might look at donkeys, they look we're looked at as objects. So if you see a couple of donkeys exhibiting a certain behavior, you say, look at what's happening to donkeys. Let you me, don't think yes. of this and, particular and, donkey. And, and you're inundated with the imagery of these individual successes, not institutional, not systemic uh, successes, individual successes. And that puts us in a very wild position because what happens with celebrity is we are basically rooting for people who are not rooting for us. Are not well, look, rooting son, for look, think about it this way, son. Cats are going to look online or they're going to look on television and they're going to see, insert whatever rapper, athlete, whomever. They're going to see those individuals with a far more profound level of frequency than they would see other individuals in their own community. So in the course of a day, a numbers game statistically from their own mental perceptions, oh, yeah. they might see thousands of successful black people. Now, obviously this does not reflect any measurable reality outside of this fantastic world of entertainment, but it starts, again, this is the problem of perception. This is how perception works and you're not getting around it other unless you cut off. Unless you turn yeah. that mess down. Unless you yes. say, I'm going to die. I am not going to augment my perception in this unusual way, this funhouse mirror. But this is nothing new. This goes, this is Greco-Roman history all the way. I mean, that's right. Civilization goes west. That is the nature of creating such a fantastic false reality. And then people, quite naturally, people want to feel good. So they're going mm -hmm. to fall through that. They're going to live through that because yo, the pains of reality are difficult. It feels much better. And unless you, are, it's like working out, right? Unless you're going to keep frequently expose yourself to those challenges so that you can get stronger, you are going to get weaker. And what's happening, unfortunately, is human beings are be, who are in the global north, perhaps fine, are becoming quite weak with respect to being able to deal with the pains of the real human condition that is rather miserable. So it's easier to live through this, this, this little fantastic dynamic and, and where you might have these couple of people living extraordinarily. And of course we know what the inverse is. And, and I'm gonna I'm say this last point and some, I, I wanna read y'all something and get y'all response. Last thing I'll say is, that, so you, you have, you know, I had a sentencing today with a guy I was representing Terrible, terrible, tragic life, born into poverty, abused, sexually abused, physically abused, observed, got secondary trauma from watching mother be abused, sexually assaulted by father, 
father in and out of jail, drugs, beaten, rough, tough, violent neighborhood, IEP, developmental educational issues. You know what where all you know where a lot of that leads to. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, he finds himself in federal court where his minimum sentence is 360 months and his max is life. And I made a point to tell the judge that this place is very efficient at dealing with him as an adult and what to do with him when he crosses these certain lines that this poverty creates. However, this place is totally inefficient at addressing that poverty he had to deal with when he was born into it and he was being abused and his school was suffering and all that. This, this society has, has no interest in solving that. So when you're dealing with an enemy that is that diabolical and that focused, it requires you to reflect and take a step back. And we haven't been able to find our time and space, to find that time and space, I should say, to reflect, to adequately understand our position. And that, and that, you know, so my thing is, yo, fuck this celebrity shit. I don't give a fuck. But, like, I, I'm not but interested. It, but, it, I, but, but son, but you use the perfect term, no son. I pardon me to cut your wisdom, but you use the perfect term when you talk about your enemy. Now, everyone isn't going to be able to sustain that position, number one. They might have jobs where they cannot sustain that position and, or not, and not go crazy at their job. Some people might be entertainers. I'm not saying that's not a job, but we're making a distinction between a typical working class individual. They might not, for other reasons that are expedient to their career, not hold that position. But if you hold that position, obviously the combine does, and most humans on this planet, you do have an enemy. That's a part of the natural world of complex ideas. If you have an enemy, your enemy, the moment they become aware of a tool, if that tool is entertainment by you, which we're talking about here, you've got to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are seeking to use that tool to advance their agenda. So Absolutely. if you are an entertainer, you need to know, you have to be honest with yourself. It doesn't mean that you are being used as a tool, but it does mean that the enemy is absolutely at every touch point trying to use you as a tool. Now, absolutely, if you don't want to, and if artists don't want to accept that, then whatever this fantasy land that no, they're listen, living in, they, I don't live there. I can't. Then they need to. They need to do their homework in history in America, starting with Bojangles and and all a bunch of other black celebrities that came along way, way, way before them. And you also should study that slave ship and what happened on that plantation when people started talking about liberating themselves. There was always someone who was who was putting themselves in a position to be used because the one thing I noticed that I peeped in my life growing up in Brownsville where me and Keith grew up at, yo, when a bully see a weak fence, you know what they're going to do? They're going to lean, lean on, on that it. shit. They're going to lean on they're it. They're going to lean on it. And we've been getting leaned on for a very long time. But And you, and you know what? Mm, go ahead, son. No, I'm just saying. So my thing is, like, you know, we know what the issues are, man. Like, yo, Listen with this celebrity shit. You got celebrities out here sitting and rubbing palms with, with, with probably the most outwardly racist president possibly since Woodrow Wilson. Possibly. I say possibly because there have been tons of them. Um, tens of them. And you have celebrities that survive that greasing of the palm with him and is protected by the Black community. Kanye this. This person that. Silly uh, Candace, oh, like, and I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying like, yo, when you have that, we need to rethink possibly celebrity. But you know what? I wanted to, I want to read 
to you. I want to read something I saw today on the Twitter feed. Jamil Hill posted, is it just me or is there really, all caps, different political energy between black women and black men? What do y'all think of that? I have a, because I-, I First off, I don't I mean, even know what that means. What, the moment that people get in any sort of oversimplified binary, either or yeah, up, down, black, white, I, I have no interest in that. I simply no have no interest in it. It's, yeah, it's I, I personally I have no I don't I don't have time for nonsense. That's nonsensical. That's I don't I don't have time for that. I, I and when I say that I genuinely mean like I scroll past that. That's the kind of thing I would see and I would scroll like I don't have time. It's, is she, is she time referencing? Is she referencing? I think she's referencing the fact that there's true. been a lot of talk. I think it's possibly, but there's been a lot of talk saying that black men are anti Kamala. They're not gonna vote. Um, they're gonna vote for Trump. Twelve percent of uh, brothers of Florida. Yeah, and just a, but basically saying that we're not, um, we're not politically mature, and a bunch of just the the, the normal divisive black woman. Absolutely, black man. Uh, exactly. That's and, what and it is often, to me. And that often oversimplified. If you don't agree with me, obviously mm -hmm. you're not informed enough. And the example but, oh, I love to give. They love they love Dr. King so much, and I do too. I don't mean it that way, but I'm making the distinction. They love Dr. King and a lot of folks, they love their good Bible. And guess what? David Duke was reading the same Bible. So <laughs> don't try to play that silly game of, oh, if you don't agree with me, let me shovel some more data into your head. Obviously, you don't have enough. Information doesn't work that way. And you don't have to have a computer science degree to know that there's a distinction between data, information, and knowledge. And it's certainly a distinction between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom, so, absolutely. You know, spare me all that small time talk and get on to some serious business if you're about some serious business. If you're about to chatter, then go ahead and bump your gums. You don't need me to be involved to do that. So, so let me say this. There, is, there was one grand, overarching grand theme that all Black men have about Black women. And I'm going to say it as soon as we come back. In the break.
back from the break. So um, before the break, I said there was an overarching grand thing that all black men have for black women. And the, the actual truth is that there is none. <laughs> there is none. It is, it is the stupidest thing. It's the, it is the most idiotic thing to think that all black men think alike and that all of our responses um, or all of our um, ideas around black women, black identity, female energy, all of that stuff is the same. It's silly. And so anytime, to your point, anytime there's some binary, like, oh, oh, there's this or that, right? It's just silly. Everything's on a spectrum. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yo, I, I, but, and, and this is not to shift gears, because you know what I'm saying? We could, we could, and we, and we should build it. We got to keep building on the entertainment dynamic, because it is one of those, kind of like they tell us as Black men all the time about the what they call it, the canary in a coal mine. You got to, as it relates to heart disease, you do have to be mindful of some of these silent killers. And entertainment is certainly a silent killer. It's always been the way that it is used. But I, I, I want to make a quick point, though, about this really good talk that, that Ejaz put me on to. It's this, this, that, on this, this club, this history club that he had me jump in on a call on the clubhouse joint. So oh, we got the up in clubhouse? There. Yeah, yeah. So, so we jumped up in there and it was cool. He was asking me, was I aware of this? You know, it was basically talking about the history of, I got in at the tail end of it. It was talking about the history of Columbus Day, right? So people know it was oh, I going on last that. week. Yo, say, yeah, yeah, tell, yeah. Me, tell me that. I want to I wanna get in on that one. Yeah, so it was, it was dope. It was a dope conversation. And a lot, of, a lot of the information was information that we've actually covered before with our students directly and with, and throughout the podcast and it was a lot of other nuanced nuggets i forget the brother's name who who runs the the actual room but i'll, I'll be, be sure to mention the next time we we're on but it was cool because he went into a lot of the details around around really and we talk about this often right how italian people were able to make their way into whiteness and mm -hmm. benjamin harris was the president at the time when the, the very Columbus Day even emerged onto the world stage as a, as an entity. And it's I funny because this. yeah, because but, Columbus Day came about. People don't realize because of the lynchings murders, the murders of, of Italians. Of, of Italians. Yeah. Yes, and they just wanted yes. to address that, and they brought in the, uh, uh, one of the most murderous <laughs> people they can come up with. And exactly, and as I often say, Columbus in many ways was he, he was almost a random figure in that sense. Now, I know some people who love America, they love the history of America and what have you, what, they might want to argue that. And we can have that historical debate or discourse should they ever choose to, you know. The reality is he was pulled out of a giant hat. There was nothing necessarily special about him, even as it relates to the other side, those who often will vilify him. He wasn't, now he was a devil, that's for sure. But he certainly was no monster level demon or some super special no this cat was about regular doing what was regular at the time in that sense didn't touch foot on this land didn't really do a whole lot however he did become a symbol over time because of the way that symbolism works and there's nothing special about that and i was thinking about other cases where we we've seen in our own community we can look at the history of the of the black panther party with the with the panther itself coming up coming up out of a history that preceded it where 
you needed this character, this, this, you needed a character, a symbol. This is Lyles County now. You know, they 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 got the white cop. So now you go get the Black Panther. Then you're gonna get Q and them grab it for their own purposes. Uh the swastika. There, there's any number of symbols throughout human history that get usurped and used for another purpose. And we then, always and say and history's not the past, it's a story and, about the past. And and the thing that you just said to me is it that has to be fully understood is that once once we we've set the the wheels in motion for this to become the most powerfully uh, country in Western culture through cotton and other free labor that we provided, tobacco, tobacco, sugar, and all this other stuff. What America has been really good at is co-opting Black people in Black America through consumerism, materialism, anti-intellectualism, um, you know, all of all of those things to really distract us. And it's worked. And it's worked. But and, they they distract and they've distracted everybody though. They, right? Yeah, everybody. They, they, no, I'm just saying we we yeah. we became a part of the spectacle, but unlike exactly. everybody else, we don't have the access to whiteness because of exactly. this beautiful black skin and this beautiful yes. black history. So it's had a and it has it's had a triple trap, as Malcolm called it effect on us as a people. And, you know, I, I only brought up the Jamil thing because I, I'm really tired of hearing, oh, black men don't protect black women. And, uh, you know, you go on Twitter and, and nigga, the niggas need to do this or a nigga need to do that and niggas need to do that. And it's funny to me because in my lifetime of being in this earth, it, it kind of shocks me how resistant and anti-black man America is unless you are being a fool or entertaining them. And I think you said it in the past, Mally, unless we're doing that, they want us to vanish. And it's really wild to me that you have to struggle to think of known black male public figures who are not towing the line of comfortable politics or, or whiteness. You very rarely, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that you can put in a Ta-Nehisi Coates space or, you know, whatever, the Cornell West space. And and but, that's purposive. But let me but let me say this though, dogs, in response to that. I think that the we might be blind blind spotted in that in that in that train of thought because one, think about I right, think about yourself, right? Mm -hmm. When I think about you. I see a black man who absolutely spends probably about 75 to 85% of his time in life either fighting for, defending, or, or doing something to the benefit of black women. So for you, right, that's not even part of your lexicon. You can't even really like, you can't appreciate that. because. And then the black men, the people that you have around you, are doing the same thing. Your partners and your allies, right, are black women in spaces, professional spaces, right? Like this is this is this is your life. So when someone says something like, yo, black men not looking out for black women, for you, one, you don't see yourself as exceptional, as this exceptional Negro or out of at the, all out of the ordinary because it's it's what you do. When, as a natural thing, and it's also what your community does, right? And so mm -hmm. I think that for us, we've normalized um, 
having relationships, even healthy relationships with black women, even when we still deal with our own toxic mm-hmm. Absolutely. traits and things like that. Right. But for the most part, we've normalized the, you know, being allies and making sure that we're weaponizing who we are on behalf of black women. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell oh, go ahead, go ahead, pardon you. And, and I wanna I wanna speak to that though. Go ahead. But on the flip side of that, right? There are populations of people in communities where that's not very evident. And it's not absolutely because, and it's not because black men are bad inherently or anything like that other than the nature of the relationship is fractured because people are damaged people Mm -hmm. are damaged by a bunch of different things i'll let you add to that mally or or yeah because all i want to add really quickly to that is this the and for for those for those who listen and they might not know what everybody does everybody knows of course you and kenny because of the nature of your vocation but there's so many brothers Ancestors, but we're talking about the brothers right now in a community that represent a, a diverse, broad swath of our community. Personally, I like to imagine and envision myself representing a working class intellectual, right? I'm somebody, at, at least at this moment in time, I hold no college degree, I hold no accreditation other than that which I've been able to absorb and make sense of throughout my life by way of study. And as a result, when I look at that study in the real world, in the field, I'm in, I'm in my community. I'm in Irvington, North Patterson. When I go and I see my loved ones and they're representing the very, very regular people in that sense, the same level, it certainly is woven and, inter, and interwoven rather with the, many of the trappings of their economic conditions, but the same pride and dignity that I grew up with in terms of understanding healthy relations, celebrating our women, so on and so forth, I see it with as much frequency as I do in some of the other more affluent circles and probably more so out of necessity. So I think that that may, I think the inverse may be the case. I think that there is an over-exaggeration of these type of terrible relations between black and black men and black women that get exaggerated in the same way that, you know, the, the, the big booty sister or the over-sexualized this or whatever. I'll always say the average person is average. When I go into our communities, I see regular people having regular relationships with regular issues. It is not these, these extremes, but back to the athletic or the entertainment part, that because that's a part of entertainment, it is exaggerated in the same way that, shoot, people think if they see a brother and he's over six feet... The brother gonna jump out the gym when he play ball. When that brother gonna play ball, he gonna be about as regular as any other regular cat. And the same thing, when you see our relationships, it is not a fact. Look, when I go around, I'm not seeing, you know, sisters jumping around like Beyonce or whomever might be popular now doing whatever on TikTok. I see people being regular, people holding hands, sometimes people fussing, but never these extremes that are presented in this sort of vicious news cycle, but in the minds of the masses, they start ignoring their very real world and they start buying into a world that doesn't exist. Like, they'll be like, yo, look how crazy this is. You know, these men ain't this, this men and that. Meanwhile, they'll have like a brother or uncle, or they might even have a man that they have a decent relationship with. Not you, baby, but these others. It's like, these others who? Like, for real, yeah. look at your life and start doing some statistical analysis. But, but you know, my, my thing also is that um, 
I'm I'm pro black, right? I'm pro human. I'm pro black woman. I'm pro black children. I'm pro, I'm definitely pro black men, pro black elders. That's just who I am. I'm 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 I am preoccupied with with us, right? And and that's not an easy thing because sometimes you know it's almost like you're just in a in a you're chasing your tail. As the you thing that I, be, though. I, I think I know, uh, but I, I think what first of all, politically, black people have been saving America every election cycle, at least trying to. Black men and black women. Um, I think a part of the problem with black men is that we don't have unfortunately in this world that's consumed by digital media and media and media and media, we don't have very good examples to go and, and, and to go into those mature positions. They just, and my concern is that much wrapped into this American thing, without understanding where our deficits and our blind spots are. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's my concern. And it makes sense to me why black men may be disenfranchised. It makes sense to me why the 16 year old, the 17 year old deal with the dudes who probably are not the dudes to hang around. Um, because I think black men in general in this country are severely depressed severely traumatized actually mm -hmm. and ain't nobody looking for us to, to ain't nobody offering their shoulder for us to lean on or cry on either and mm -hmm. i think you know when you you don't become the bottom of the social construct without the system paving the way for that and well i will say this real quick though i will say i will say this real quick and i know that again we're you know we talk about certain circles but we do know that, especially when you go into the neighborhoods where we reside, I don't even like to say our, our hoods because in many instances, these are places we were put at and didn't want to be at in the first place. But like in America. these neighborhoods where, exactly, you know what I'm saying? You know, but, but, the, but the reality, as, 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 as I like to think of it in my head, you know, the, the big old South, as Malcolm would say, South of anyway, anytime you below the Canadian border, you in the South. But anyway, yeah. you know, but anyway, we do know that it's some good sisters out here, and it's a lot of freaking good sisters out here. And it's and a lot of all good brothers hoods, out here. Absolutely. And the reality is, to the extent that we are not utterly mad, which is amazing, it is because we are leaning on each other. And so and we have to keep doing that, and we have to remind ourselves every day, all day, that we are who we have in this mess, and we definitely got each other because we have had each other through the hells of this experience. But... But to, to echo the point that I made earlier about having no accreditation, right now I actually am in school, as some people know, and I did have the opportunity to do a report a, a couple of months ago. And in this report, I actually was leveraging a lot of statistical data to make it very clear, not only the reality that Black men clearly don't represent this sort of silly, the, the myth of you know Black fatherhood and abandonment and all this craziness, the actual opposite was true by every healthy measure of successful relations, in particular as it related to us with our children. So, and the data, it was not hard to find. Like I didn't have to go and 
big, I mean, it really was not hard to find. CDC, a Pew Research Center, you know, various polls. The information was out there for anyone who wanted it. But it is certainly not as accessible as that thin veneer, top-level content that makes its way through popular and public media. That stuff, I mean, please, well, let's speak to that now. You know what I'm saying? I guess we, we, can, we can, I was about to make a point about O. Biden. You know what I'm saying? But I guess we can, we can, we can jump into a little bit of that now. All right, I'm just gonna ask, who, who's, win, who's winning the election? Trump has lost it already. Who's winning? Mike said Trump lost it already. He lost it already. He wasn't supposed well, to win it the first yeah, time, yeah, so barely, I don't know yeah. about that. So well, you know I'm saying, I, but. I, yo, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm looking at 538 and they saying that even if Trump lost Florida, Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, and like Texas and two other states, he still, he's, he still wouldn't, um, he still he's still wouldn't. electively in it. However, however, I think that we are again discounting the amount of ignorant ass black people, mm -hmm. <laughs> for him, and we're discounting the amount of angry poor white people who don't know any better. And you know what, Big Keith? Hold and on. We, let's, and, let's, we let's, and Latinos and, but hold on. and Latinos and, and, big. Yeah, and, and hold on, though. We underestimating how many wealthy, affluent white people fuck with him. And, and exactly. And informed people who like, look, everybody yo. is not out here simple and people making choices. People making choices. But, look, like, yo, but, but also, this. But, but, but this... There's but also, this if you, if you care about your grandchildren, if you care about everybody, don't care about their grandkids. <laughs> Yo, if you and care anything related to the environment, health, Yo, care, women's rights, then he's not a choice. Not that Biden is not that Biden is actually better. Yeah, but he yeah, he's not a choice. In four, years, in four years, Trump has shown you. Listen, I don't fuck with nobody. I don't care about nobody. And I'm not. I'm not bright. I'm not and, smart. And I'm not qualified. Like I, I can't rise people. to the occasion. All that. But yep. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Yo, this shit is all farce. It's all unintelligent, anti-intelligent shit. Every day you're going on social media, or you're going on the news, and one party is talking about. The the far left, the dangerous far left. Radical. Yo, tell me in what motherfucking country we live in and called America where there's a fucking left party. There is no fucking left party in this place. That's why this shit is going to shit. Because nope. you know you it's 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 a one-party system presented as a two-party system where everyone is committed to money and not humans. And there is no left party. If there was a real left party, and I don't mean four popular progressive women trying to, minority <laughs> women trying to figure it out. That's not a left, that's not the powerful left. That's just four politicians. And only time will tell how committed they are to, to their ideologies. But there is no left in this country, but they're proving well, it out and these stupid motherfuckers believing it. But hold on now. Let's 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 real quick. We're talking about time. Let's break for time. We're gonna go to some music and then we're gonna get right back at it. We're gonna talk about this imaginary left. <laughs>
Because when you look at all of the people that are in these political spaces, they're all wearing the same costume. They all look the same and they all sound the same. <laughs> and they're all funded, son, by the same. Look, look, look at this week. Everybody's like, oh, did you see Senator Whitehouse expose the dark money in the between the legislation and the judiciary? Of course we did. That shit happens all the time. You don't get on a Supreme Court 
with no having ever tried a case, uh, never really practiced, unless there is dark money or unless there is some some um, un, some hidden agenda. But this place is so anti-intellectual that they're unwilling to look at where we're at. So this election, Absolutely. You, you know, I, I, I like, look, I knew Trump was gonna win the first time. I knew white women are, are some white women, not all, a healthy amount of them are smitten by white supremacy and they know that's what pays the bill and allows them to be the housewife and to wear the Estee Lauder and whatever the hell else they, they wear. Um, so I knew that wasn't happening. They weren't gonna vote against their daddy and their ignorant husband. Um, so I knew that, I knew it. And, and, and it was a realization to me that how ignorant this society is. Coming back a second time around, I initially had thought Beto O'Rourke was gonna be the guy when he had come out because he was wealthy, he was a young white man. But then I saw that he just didn't, you know, he just didn't have it. But then I saw Biden and I was like, yo, there you go. Another old white man yeah. Yeah. who is a little bit more digestible than the village idiot. And he's gonna be the one to challenge Trump. Now, yeah, but you when got, you speak when you speak above a grunt, you sound like an intellectual. Yeah, in you sound like an intellectual society. Listen, mm-hmm. and, and listen, American society has gotten so low that our ju- Comey is now considered a hero. Pre, pre, former Southern District New York attorney, uh, U.S. attorney, a hero. RBG, a hero to many. Many yo, black uh, people touting these people. Yo, Bush, George W. Bush is considered smart now. Yes. Yo, forget yo, that. The bar is so low. Yo, son, Reagan. You we forgot. So it'd be dudes our own age. I'm like, was I on a different time continuous or something when that <laughs> yes. happened? Like, are we talking about the same Reagan? From we were all Reagan, y'all at the same Reagan, age. Reagan with Alzheimer's. The yes. old cowboy. And basically, Reagan. They taped was in his hands the, to the dag on. No, he was t- pit he was he was he was the first. He's the first version of Trump. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's this shit makes sense to me. So I don't know who's gonna win. I think who's gonna win. Is, is probably the people who can turn out the vote the most and combat the voter oppression of the Republican Party, which they are certainly going all in from digital to physical voter oppression. And that voter oppression is usually directed at us. Yo, let me say this real, real quick. So after Brexit, when Trump got elected, a lot of people were aware that there was this wild right tide moving. So mm-hmm. the idea that Trump won after Brexit was not too wild. No. So a lot of people thought it was possible. Or the Boris guy. After this, the impeachment, everybody was going wild bonkers, like Trump beat the impeachment and now mm-hmm. he's definitely gonna be elected. The problem with Trump is that so many people in this country don't vote. I think 90 million people don't vote. Mm-hmm. If there's any, in, in, the, in the narrowness of him winning Minnesota, Michigan and Pennsylvania the last time by like less than 100,000 votes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you had any situation when that 90 million people entered the electorate, mm-hmm. if they went one side or the other, they could have been wild for Trump, but they're, they're kind of going wild for Biden. Mm-hmm. If any of that 90% 90 million people came in, even one or 2% of those people come in, they're wiping out that small margin that, that Trump won. So just from like a, a number standpoint, Trump would have to ride an, a, a tightrope to win again. And with all those people coming in, come even if five million people vote, that could change it. And that's just a small part of people who are getting energized by this. So, 
for that, I think that Trump is, is finished. You well, look, see? let's 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 talk I, about I, that. I would, real put, quick, I would put my I would put my money on it. I think he's that, gonna lose, but really I wouldn't be. But I have so little confidence right, in the in the um, uprightness of American politics and the electoral machine that I honestly can't say for certain that that you know it all works out that way because it's this this past election cycle and the past four years. What have it shown us? First of all, it's shown us that. Um, you know, meddling in politics is a Worthwhile. act of war and a, a tool of war for sovereign yeah. nations. Yeah, for sure. America does it, everybody else does it as well. But what it's shown me is that the American thing is pierced and it may be pierced permanently because America's anti-intellectual behavior and its commitment to corruption has exposed it for what it is. And that's why, you know, and the people are and the people know. are and the people are are comfortable with it. That is one yes, thing that will, I will say is yes. unique. Historically, there was a veneer of this city on a hill. Now, somebody made the point the other day about wrestling, and in the same way, how eventually now you know people started realizing yeah. well, wrestling is fake, and they got cool with it. I think Big Key put that no. on a thread, and today well, America's in a similar place. But yeah, but cares. I will say this: Mike brought up a point about Brexit and the U.S. and again, and that, and, and, and Trump, and that, and, I, and look, that was a 40-inch slip, but it's it's apropos, because it does represent the zeitgeist. They are to be interwoven in the same way that, for again, for many of us in our age, we brought up Reagan. We could think about Tina and Thatcher and that mindset, this idea that this is, that there is no alternative and the power to control the masses through a certain type of a new type of ideology and the doubling down of ignorance. That's how you can get a cowboy in the White House, a TV cowboy nonetheless, not even a real cowboy, which would be ignorant enough, uh, harking back to Jackson. But you fast forward, and so now we, we, we move into this time. For someone like myself, and I only speak for myself in this, I, Mally X, personally have almost no interest whatsoever in their body politic at all. I have no, now, for those who want to go out and take part in that, I say fantastic. The same way I say fantastic for anything you want to do. But I grew up in a religious environment, and I know when somebody's coming at me evangelizing. I don't want anybody, and if you know me, you better stay from around me. Do not come to me with any of that mess talking about, you better go do this, you better go Mally. do that. Any Mally. solution that requires everybody to do it, Get that away from Mally, me. Mally, I need you to vote or die, man. Vote or die. <laughs> I need you to vote or die, all right? Stop you know. playing around, man. This is, <laughs> yo, this, listen, our lives depend on it, man. Like, yo. Because you know what's so crazy to me? Nah, what's crazy to me is you got all these cats. You got all these cats. You got all these cats who will talk about the body politic, but then at the same time talk about they the want a new nation. Don't, and motherfuckers please. don't even know they local congressmen talking all this stupid shit. They're not even all politics man. is local. Now, exactly, yeah. all politics is local. But anyway, don't talk to me about that machine when that machine can't even get Agent Orange out. This nope. machine has no apparatus. It has no nothing in its inner workings that can move a demagogue out of position. That place is so sanctified. Therefore, I I don't got a lot of time. I don't have a lot of energy. I'm a, I'm a thin man. I'm pretty fried. I grew up very hungry. I'm still hungry. I'm almost starving. So if I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to be very mindful of what I do. I don't have a lot to waste. 
if you want to do that, whatever that is, you do that. But don't come to me with no preaching. Don't come to me with no hustling, with your with your, your spit rag ready to cover up, clean your mouth. And now, for those who feel that that's irresponsible, what you should do is you should be responsible the same way that I'm going to do everything in my power to be responsible for me and mine. You know, anything else, at least personally, I'd say get from around me with that. What you was going to say, Uncle Keith? I was going to say, vote or die. <laughs> oh, oh I, didn't, I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah, they, right, got you, but, but, they got you, son. They got you, son. I this, thought that's exactly what you was talking about when you said no, it. No, I didn't repeat that. that. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yo, shout no. Big Keith in the, in the Vote or Die I campaign. Probably. Shout Diddy. Shout Puff. Yo, <laughs> get out of here, stuff. man. Yo, yo, listen. yo this is Our a Black Party. This Our is, Black this Party. A, this is a fake oh, yeah, news yeah, yeah. combine podcast. <laughs> now put no, it on the Our Black Party. Our Black Party. Sean Combs. Invited us to our black party, right, Big Keith? I don't, I don't, I don't know what our black party is, but <laughs> let me, it's, it's, let me it's, say this: Puppy's political party. Yeah. Will, is it a party party though? Is it like a Chris That's what is it like the white parties? <laughs> so it's, 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 it's gonna be big bucks, <laughs> and stuff. It's probably. <laughs> I'm joining that party. You know, but let me say this though about voter die. It really is that real for some people. To my, to the, my post, in the sense that uh, pre-existing health conditions are for real. Yeah, hell yeah. And people's ability to get health insurance will be materially affected yep. by this election. So- That's not even true. And I don't mean to cut you off, Keith, but Eve, this election is not gonna stop. Now you did, you did, you did mean to cut me off. But let me <laughs> let me finish. Apologies, brother. Let me finish. So, um, to the extent that one, um, people are voting for not just president but also um, senators and congressmen, and also there's a landmark decision that could be decided by the Supreme Court on November 10th. So, to the extent that the Affordable Care Act currently allow, uh, currently mandates that insurance companies insure people with pre-existing conditions. If those mandates are gutted by the Supreme Court decision, or if those mandates are gutted by legislative um, procedures as a result of the new Congress coming in, this election means everything for people with pre-existing conditions because the Affordable Care Act is a hotly contested, um, hotly contested policy um, document. So go ahead. What were you saying, Mike? I was going to say, you know, whoever wins really ain't going to make a difference, in my opinion, because this Republican agenda is rolling downhill. They're cutting taxes and been going on for a long time, so they're killing the government, trying to repeal health care, trying to lower the amount of people who actually have any representation. Biden come in office ain't gonna change none of that stuff. Biden's already come out and said he's not gonna do anything about the Supreme Court. Nah, well, no, no, no. He but he, said, he flipped it. He actually said he. Well, he flipped today. He said, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. No, I think I. But, I think, but, but we know that Biden is not gonna be but so pro progressive against against them. We well, I think the Democrats are gonna show how gangster they how gangster they can be. I'm because I'm no, no. Nah, here's why. Here's why. That that Supreme Court thing 
they are likely, if, if, if they win, if it's a blue wave, as they say, and they win both houses, um, and, and, you know, the Senate and, and, uh, and, and, and the presidency, I have no doubt in my mind that they are going to expand the Supreme Court. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to combat what they've just done right now. Like, they're They're going to do that. They're going to expand the Supreme Court by two people. Two people. And then keep it. Yep. That's what's going to happen. What does it take to do that, though? Is that that what what does it take? Control. Control the House. No, but what does it take to expand the Supreme Court, like, legally? It's not a constitution. They could could just arbitrarily say, we have 15. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They should also be trying to press the issue about allowing D.C. to have two senators to kind of even the balance of the Senate. But what I was going to say is that it's rolling down anyway. The, the the Democrats have never shown any kind of gangster anything for any for any long time. And in two years, the Senate is going to be back up for vote again. And the way the Senate is made up, they can lose the Senate again in 2022. Of course, of course, of course. So th- this this election is not going to change the attack on affordable health care. This this uh election is not going to change gerrymandering and all that other stuff. Democrats would have to have a total sea change of their ideology and how they're going to attack. And that's not happening with Biden. No. Well, look, but well, hold on. But but more importantly, above all, above all, the same way that I'm not going to tell the Christians in my family or the Muslims in my family what they should do when they get down and go to, to pray in the private spaces of their home and their hearts and what have you. As it relates, all I'm going to do is encourage them to be the best human being they can be. As it relates to communal change and social change, I'm going to encourage the people to preoccupy themselves with doing everything that they can do. If that includes voting, do that. But I'm not about to sit up, at least me, I'm not going to pretend that engaging in any single act. And of course, I'm aware of all of the rhetorical retorts to to double down on that, that people can come back with and the laundry list. All that's fantastic. None of that's been new under the sun since we got to this place. I got a real great book here by you about, about Eugene Debs, Citizen, Citizen and Socialist. And because we were talking about the left earlier, when we look at most of the change that we've seen in this country that people wow, today would celebrate as America, most of that change was in spite of America. The, the point that I was making was about America's left. That left was able to organize at a community level and engage in real social change that wasn't going on at a national level, at a federal level, they were able to engage in change at a local level through sometimes using the body politic, using the electorate at a local level, and sometimes not. But we are able today to have, whether it's, you know, uh, eight hour work week, a weekend, you know what I'm saying? Social security and many other things that were taking place because of an actual left that existed in this country, not because of what people were doing at the ballots, especially not at a federal level. So again, I do, but but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna add one more point to this too. I've noticed there's a certain sort of culture that I've come to find and it sickens me, where in this country, we see it a lot. We see it a lot because of many of the spaces that we navigate. People start to treat politics like they do sports, where they come to aggregate a great deal of data concerning this particular space, and it becomes like a form of entertainment. And then they feel as though they are in the know. And because they are in the know, and then they engage in this, they feel as though anybody who doesn't take whatever this is that seriously, they themselves are sort of on the out and they simply don't get it, whatever this it is. Meanwhile, 
we have been up in this place engaged in sports, engaged in politics, engaged in any other act that people will swear, if I go and do this, if I go and do that. No, if you get out here and you start creating the world that you want to live in so that your kids' kids can have a place that you find to hopefully be more desirable, then you are making some improvements. Anything else that you do by way of any of those systems, you, do, you should do it, in my opinion, knowing that that will not be the end all. And more often than not, whether or not you do that or not may or may not impact what you think it will. But there are some things that you can do that you know for certain is going to impact that. Moreover, don't be out here running to a ballot box, but you can't go help some old people in your community. Don't go be running to a ballot box and you can't help feed somebody. If you can't feed somebody, then go help sweep up something. Well, like, you again, can't sweep I mean, up not, something, do something yeah, that can yeah. be done. No, no, we, I think we, I think we know what's at, I mean, listen, I don't think voting is the end all of civil power. I think it's an opportunity to, Absolutely. to, orga, to organize, as Stokely mm -hmm. said. It's an opportunity to organize. The problem yep. is, when you don't have a information pipeline that is tried and true and solid to organize people, you have a situation of what we have, where we have these race hustlers and political hustlers hustling and yes. us falling for it. If we mm -hmm. had the energy as a community to provide that information pipeline to organize, then the three years when the election isn't happening, the seeds will have been sowed and the infrastructure will have been created to hold these people accountable and to begin producing the local political representation that you won't have to convince of your situation you. and your problem. So that's my issue going back to celebrity and all these other things is that their energy isn't towards that. Their energy is towards whiteness because if you get people we... engaged locally if you get people engaged locally on a regular basis when these federal elections come or whatever's going on at the national level you won't have to try to run around and yo i listen yo, all these people i, I, just, see, I just seen cats who have no communal engagement i saw a brother today i ain't gonna call him out he's a, he's a he's a friend of mine he's a good brother right but this brother's a doctor and now that he's a doctor he has assumed himself in some wild position it's like, brother, you can speak to mammograms. You can speak to a whole lot. Now, I'm not saying because of your vocation, stay there, but I'm saying because of your lack of engagement or anything else. This dude out here telling people, go vote. Like, who are you? Who are you? To Yo, it's irresponsible. It's almost like seeing the cat that's hustling and you're going to tell him, exactly. don't no, do it's, this. It's, but you ain't but it's, it's, to tell him to do. But, it, but, it, but it's, it's very... It's it's a part of what you said of what politics is, which is cliche and cultural entertainment. So it's easy for you to say that and say, it feels "Oh, self-righteous." Yeah, instead of yeah, of course it is. So listen, if you want, if you concerned about people voting in your neighborhood, volunteer to babysit the children. Uh, volunteer to take the older people down. We get that. I'm just trying to say I understand that what voting is for is a political organizational tool. However, our energies as a black community, and I, and when I say black community, I want to be very clear who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the young kids who got it tough and, and, and there's a struggle. I'm not saying I'm not talking about the affluent black community either, because there's some great people in that community. I'm kind of talking about, and I, I want to tie my wagon to the people 
who who are who are getting it really bad. Um, mm-hmm. those people, because unlike the affluent people, those people know who their enemy is and who not. They just they just don't have the resources or the community to combat. But I, I get it, man. I, I absolutely, get it. You know, son. You think about it. no, you're 100 right. Growing up. I could think about my own childhood and I could think about my mother. My mother was one of those people we know her story. The lumping proletariat. Now she's taking care of the community. She's actually taking care of the community. We got people sleeping every daggone way. All of people sleeping up under stuff. Nobody was coming to that building when we were the only family in that building. The lights is off in the building. The water's off in the building. This woman up in there making skirts to cut the water back on, figuring out who to call. Nobody was coming here educating this woman about why it was so important for her to go and vote for Clinton or not. You see what I'm saying? But it would have been people ready to tell her, if you don't do this and you let, you know, who would have, uh, Daddy Bush get back in or some other mess like this. I don't even know who was running against him at the time. But the point is, it would have been silly and it would have been irresponsible. It would have been intellectually dishonest on their part. But moreover, as an, as an adult now looking back, I Scott, see that it would have been something that made them feel good. It would have been something that made them feel self-righteous. Like, I'm telling her what she needs to do. It's like, no, nah, come on, man. Yo, but I'm, and I'm going to tell you, and this is how I want to go back a little bit. Yo, the responsibility is on us to stay focused and to stay engaged with our community because we had an event last week with Mike's organization, Brooklyn Scholars. It's called the Sty Talks. In that talk, it was a group of young people um, Ta-Nehisi Coates' son was in there. Uh, Reggie Ose, a uh, comrade who's since passed. His son, who's running for elected office in New York City, Brooklyn. Che, che, che Ose. Um, young lady from Spelman. The young lady from Spelman. Um, Kanan's son. What's yeah. Kanan's son's name? Kamari Jasper. Kamari Jasper. Yo, what it made me realize is, yo, those kids are not jaded yet. They're trying to mm-hmm. figure it out. We have an intergenerational approach where we mm-hmm. extend our arms, both of our arms to those kids, and they extend it back. Yo, this shit will get figured out. But you know, if we if we just yell at the younger generation about yo, y'all need to do that, it's not gonna happen because those kids were brilliant in that style talk. So you can go on YouTube and check it out and listen to them. Uncle Keith monitored it. Um, I thought it was brilliant, but it, what it made me feel like. It's not loss. It's not over. Mm-hmm. It's hell and they of a were lot building of obstacles. You know, those kids were bright. They was building. Yeah, they, they were building. building. They, they don't they have the experience. With building with barn. Yeah, they they don't have they don't have the 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 life experiences yet, but they tapping into something. I just yeah, hope sure. this younger generation understands that yo, it's more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, yes, marching and, and protesting yes. is over. Listen, marching and protesting is okay, but yo, there needs to be some creative ways how to disrupt this place, but build a circle around our community and 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 create a pipeline to have a meaningful life. And it's not gonna be through protesting alone. And it's not gonna be sitting at the table negotiating with the people who are ensuring that you stay where you at. And that's my concern. And it and, ain't gonna um, be voting I alone either. That, you know. Oh hell no! Like I said, voting be, is not yeah. a vehicle to our. Listen, vote, voting ain't a vehicle to our liberation. So we nope. need to start having the conversations and the actions towards the liberation of our people and these future generations. Um, well, you, know. you made a good point though. For everybody coming at you telling you to go vote, 
they need to get back into the communities and do something besides voting. Of course. So like the flip, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like stop talking to you just about voting, right? But get back in your damn communities and, and participate. There's yeah, but look, look, let's be let's be let's be clear though, guys. This is a war in which you have a very efficient, preoccupied enemy all the time. To get that environment to start happening, it's either gonna come from some benign event that uh, galvanizes people, but it's gonna come from people like ourselves and other people who are doing the work and over a course of time, things are gonna change. And that's okay. You know, yeah. uh, we just and have I to realize that, yeah. that this is not, you know, this is a, a long journey. We gotta realize, listen, since the civil rights movement, one thing I wanted to point out, I think, I think we talked about it, but even our imagery, when did we become gangsters visually and violent people? When did that happen? That's fairly recent. Because you got to think. Our enemy needed us. Well, our enemy needed but us to be that. we needed us to be that. Because at yes. first, our enemy needed us to be, yo, yes, boss. And docile. poking our lips Coward. out. And docile. Yes. Cowards. Eyes poked out. And we were that for a very long time. Yeah, man, 1930s. Uh, the, up until. When, yes. Yeah. yeah hand, and Slinger. Yeah. When, and when did that begin to change? During the Civil Rights Movement. You had. Because yeah. during the Civil Rights Movement, what did you see? You peeped that black people are not monolithic. You got some black people who want to sit in. You got some black people who want to bust you upside your fucking head. You got some black people who are going to join your team, whatever. And the civil rights movement came and that power came. And then all of a sudden, our imagery, because remember, the civil rights movement was treated, who did they call? They called the cops who had the dogs and had the guns and had the hoses. Mm -hmm. It became a criminal event. Us mm -hmm. just gathering, us organizing, is a threat to America. You know, yep. um, crazy you know, is, it, and I think what, what Audra, or, so we had a call with Audra this Yeah, time. I missed that, man. I wish I had a guy. Yeah, it was call. a good call. I like, get, shout that sister, shout Audra. Oh, man, shout Audra. Audra, Audra the rapper. She said, she she said something that was so ill. She, she quoted Malcolm and, you know, about when we joined the civil rights movement, we forfeited our argument about human rights and subjected ourselves to a lower standard called civil rights. And when it's framed that way, it completely makes me feel like, wow, yeah. like, that was the missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. But but think about it, Malcolm called it. Malcolm, that's why Malcolm called it the farce on Washington. When you had mm -hmm. Farmer and King and Randolph and Wilkins and Young, and you had that big six getting called up. I forget the other brother. Those cats getting called up there and they asked them, what's going on in the community? What's going on in the streets? What are the people planning? They said, I don't know. And King in particular, King said, I don't know. Because he didn't know. And and not and that's negative. That's a reality. We aren't a monolith. There were things going on in the community that was outside of that, which is why we say as the combine, there's room for you here, brother. There's room for you here, here for you, sister. Even if and when you don't fit into one of those nice, neat boxes. Yeah, but when black but, people out here like, Yo, let's, I ain't let's with be, that. Yeah, but let's be clear what this country did. They killed the fact, they killed all the prophets. The prophets of what, who understood what this place was, they either ostracized them or killed them for the most part. Yeah. Sure. And, and and we get that. But my thing is that, as you said, Malene, is very, you know, our enemy needed us to be docile and cowards. Our enemy now, since probably the 60s, needs us to be this dangerous character. 
this dangerous, yo, this dangerous, yo, they're gonna come to the suburbs. Oh, they are, yo, the crime. Yo, we gotta, yo, crime, law and order, bro. Cause that's what all that shit is about. It's total bullshit. It's about us. You can and never be more violent than white men. Period. Never. For sure. No so question. It's, so it's insane. I'll debate anybody about that. Yeah. Debate anybody about that. And and that's accurate. And I, I just hope that we continue to build, we continue to love each other, we continue to protect each other, we continue to protect ourselves. And we realize, yo, this is just a moment in history, man. Yes. This is a speck. This is this yes. this thing, this thing. Yo, let me tell you something, man. We gonna see shit in our lifetime that we only dreamed about or imagined that we may have been uh, leery of, of it really happening. And it's gonna happen because America is built on blood money. Death. And it ain't stopping. And it's not, and stopping. It's not it stopping, stopping whether you go to a poll so, or not, no, which is why I say sure. to my loved ones, which is why I say to my loved ones, listen, if you go and do that, fine. If you don't, fine. As long as you're about some business, black man. power, it ain't nobody's business. As long as you're about some black power and you're doing something, then I'm with you. I'm right here with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm right here with yo, you I told, every time. Yo, look, I told, I told somebody today, they asked me how I'm doing. I was like, yo, Epi, Epi hit me. I was like, yo, man, I'm like, I don't know if I texted this to him or I texted to somebody. I was like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black guy considered a minority in the most racist place. Yeah, that shit requires a lot, yo. It's a lot. It requires a lot of mental health. It requires a lot of reflection. It requires a lot. And, um, you know, we're going to see in a couple of weeks. Like, you know, look, I, I'll, I, tell, I don't I'll really, say this. My life ain't going to change this, too much yeah. of where I'm at. You know? Yeah, and I, and son, I, I'll I'm say not this. Saying, I'm ready to fight. Let's just keep fighting, man. Like with most things, man, as it relates to popularity, the same way we tell our kids, if and when you start looking around and you see almost anything, I don't care what it is, almost anything being the thing that everybody and their mama saying, everybody got to do this. I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying be leery. Be mindful yeah, so, of what you might expect from that. So so look, to, to take it in another note, as I think, I haven't, we haven't heard, is Phil still alive? Yeah, cut off oh, your wife. <laughs> All right, I just, cause I, I haven't heard any time thing, so. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. Time, time Nazi. We went over. I just want to be clear on that. We went over. Uh -huh. All right, so let's get it. Let's get a little light with it. Well, hold what up. We, we can get. Can, can, can we get light but transition with with the Biden joint with the lightness? Because yeah. I, I got to bring up who saw the wild. It was like some freaking battle rap cats rapping about. <laughs> Go out. Yes, 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 yes. Go yes. out. Get I, seen yeah, I, I seen that. 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 I seen uh Kamala Harris retweeting, retweeting Mega the Stallion. I seen um, I seen all that shit, man. I, like fuck that shit. Like I, I don't know. It's it's. I'm like yo. I'm like yo. What am I seeing? What do y'all think of uh the Clubhouse thing? Speaking of popularity, what is Clubhouse? It's an app. It's a new app that I think one, two, three, four, probably. Four of us on this call is on. I haven't, I haven't oh, oh. been, I haven't been cool enough to get an invite to Clubhouse. Oh, here we go. Yo, I'm just, you know, it's the queen. It's, it's so the queen good. shit, son. It's it always, queen it's shit, always a queen okay. thing. You know what I'm I get that. You know what I'm saying? It's, yo, it's yo, regional Twitter bias. Part two. Yo, it's regional yo. bias in the combine, but yo, that's no. It's that's to me. You know to me, it's like the, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the. It's the, it has elements of a podcast. 
So yeah, I think that's that's really alluring to people and the who's who on it. I think a I think yeah, there's a lot of smart right shit now. on it, but I also think there's a lot of dumb shit on it, what is it from on? people who are supposed to be influential. Nah, it's a whole nah, it's, it's a, a whole yeah, it's, it's a startup. Yeah, it's, it's a startup. Yeah, it's a startup. They've they got a nice valuation. They valued at like around a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right they now. scaling. Yeah. They scaling is going to be interesting. How they scale it? Yeah. Um, the last I checked, they were shy of like two thousand members. So you know, very but, similar to any other community that's invite only early days. You know, there's yeah, that lore. But, but my thing is that you know, like my thing is like we make a lot of shit hot in this place, mm-hmm. and really have no control of it. I'll be honest, I haven't found any conversations to keep my attention. And I was it's thinking like a Soho about, house on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your phone. And I was thinking about having a conversation about criminal justice in New York and Brooklyn. But you know, I want to have it with of course my brothers and if I could get a Jamel Shabazz or a Tony Rico on it or you know a, a Nathaniel Quinn an artist or like I, I don't, you know, so I, I'm thinking about how to do it, but I know Jazz and and, and Uncle Keith, they've been making some moves with it. They seem to like it. Yeah, yeah. I found, like I said, Jazz, me and Jazz last, this is the reason I woke up late this morning, I was freaking tired, but me and Jazz were up there. Ironically enough, we were in this history discussion. It was really cool. Like I said, I brought it up earlier. Did y'all when speak? we were done. No, uh, no, nah, nah, not really. Jazz, Jazz jumped in to big them up, but I'm glad I didn't speak because the point that I wanted to make, they actually opened up with that point. I was going to go into the, it was it was good though. Nevertheless, I'm going to go back and visit. It was cool. But when we left that room, we started another room so that we could keep building on what we were built, you know, talk, talking about. And, oh, okay. And as yo, we yo, were yo. talking. I'm sorry. Oh, I, you know, I'm just laughing to myself. Yeah, we went this whole episode without talking about COVID and Trump getting it and that whole farce. But I, well, I we don't have to. We don't have to. We got to get into another one. Yeah, you know, we tomorrow, may not but, even need to get into it, actually. But but yo, but to finish the point, back on the clubhouse, me and Jazz started a room real quick so that we can finish talking about a lot of the historical points. So mm-hmm. as we're talking, out of nowhere, this dude jumps in, some random white dude. Hey, mm-hmm. what's up, guys? Yo, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. We start talking. Mm-hmm. Yo, so we kicked it with this dude. Daniel, I think, was his name. So we kicked mm-hmm. it with him for a minute. He was like, yo, you guys were such a great introduction to this, to this clubhouse. I think that cat said, you guys are some of the coolest people I've met in a long time. So we just talked to this dude <laughs> for like 20 minutes. That's so, dope. But I, yeah. I find that with I find that with Clubhouse, um, it can be, it can be a couple of things, it can be a few things. But if you're not careful and you end up in the wrong room, it could be completely soul and life and energy draining. So you gotta make sure <laughs> like you get into some room and people are like complaining, people are like talking about oppression and talking about things like with without a real informed lens and they're just regurgitating smart. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Somebody somebody was telling me that. And I and I and there's been a couple of conversations I stepped in and I left quietly. Yeah, because people are just regurgitating smart shit that they heard and saying yeah. in a stupid way. So I, I think that um I think that is it like I, I have to I have to check out rooms now before I actually jump in. But I, I jumped into a cool one today about film distribution. And it was all of these young indie filmmakers 
who were trying to figure out new ways to distribute films because the the the, the whole the whole market is upside down. And so um and so what I learned is that um kids are starting to share films the way that they share music. It's completely like it's yeah, Stone does that. Stone yeah. and his 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 community does that. It's completely the wild wild west, and so they're like, "Yo, there's a community of skater kids who have a movie that they did about themselves. It's blowing up, right? There's a community of kids who who are doing a, a indie film about about hip hop, about music, right? And like that's how that's how stuff is moving, and that's what I was I was kind of alluding to that earlier about how culture is shifting to community. And so, um, so I, I, th I think Clubhouse can be cool. It's it's cool. It's a cool way to build community in some respects, but you got to be careful. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. I think it's wild all of the private conversations though that people are having on a platform that you better believe is every conversation is being recorded and at some point is going to be monetized. So it's pretty interesting already. to me that aspect. It's already monetized, I, and the conversations would... are being scanned. The conversations are definitely being scanned. So I think that where where we look at Instagram and we see how ads are generated based off of an algorithm that examines what you're talking about, I think that the new technology is absolutely listening to our voices and grabbing sound bites and creating creating something else. That's the scary part about about Clubhouse. I'm already trying to look. I'm already trying to find a way to create an API my own so that I could start to aggregate some of that audio data. So I would love, I would love, I would love, I would love for us to create something like that amongst uh, people who we're trying to build with and reach out in the community. Actually, yeah, I mean, again, we, you know, we, we have our own developments, obviously. No, I know, you know I know, saying, we got but, shit you know, for sure. I know, I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but it is, but it is interesting. It is, you know, again, it's, it's a thing, you know, we'll see how it plays out. It would be cool. I've been thinking about creating, maybe if, if time permits, a a space to discuss a history of visual communications, you know, modern day, past, and the future of it and its impacts yeah, in all these different dope. areas of life. So we'll see Yo, how this um, stuff goes. On, on another note, happy birthday to uh, Callie White, our girl. Happy, birth happy birthday, man. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, young sis. Salute, salute all the elders who are getting older and having physical conditions. Uh, wish Prayers. them the best. Prayers, Prayers, love, good, good deeds. Happy birthday to Mama White. I think she had a birthday this week. Oh, yeah. Poor um, Cali. Uh, mm. I think uh, Jet's birthday is next week. Um, right. yeah. uh, salute Yo, all the families. COVID. Yo, my little my little sister turned forty. Wow. My little sister turned forty uh, last week. Yo, you, happy birthday, yo, somebody. Yeah, happy birthday, yo. Happy listen, everybody's birthday. struggling. Listen, yo, yo, big, big yo, real quick, Keith. Fantastic job on the uh, Star on the panel last yeah, it was dope. Ago, man. Star talks was dope. I've been running around, but I haven't got a chance to wrap back. That was my too. favorite Star talk. Yo, um, good stuff, it was, man. to me, it was it was it was really. I think. Um, they had, they, it made me think they had the best kids for sure. I did, yeah, I did yeah, too. You did, you I think, did, you did. I think they were really, really, really on it. They were bright. They knew what they was there for. Um, it might, you know what that star talks remind me of? It remind me of like a, a Gil Noble, Tony Brown journal type of thing mm -hmm. that 
maybe we need to, to recircle the wagon on how to create that vibe back of bringing information and people really in tune to it. Well, I, I well even, even bigger than that, credit to you guys for that whole Baldwin Speaks format mm -hmm. is a dope format. Yeah, big up, big up. That the, template is dope, dog. Big up the barn. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that template is, is dope, man. Now, I, I really enjoyed the style talks, man. So, you know. Good stuff, good stuff. What else? What else we want? Anybody want to throw anything out there? Talk about anything, man? Big up. Uh, I think we uh, at time, though. I think we at time. We got the time. Oh. Got time. So, yep. until next time, we are yep. the Brooklyn Combine. This is the Brooklyn Combine. And we out. Peace. 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 Price, not nice, y'all shot dice, I got shot twice, and the fans heard my murder rap, said my name is Killer, they put me in a murder rap, and they know it's absurd to rap, they asked me anyway, nope I never heard of that, my wifey going psycho, says she need the green, not the gecko from Geico, mess with her, not the hottest chance, 
told me write us some letters Only thing she got is stamps Stood back in my Mac stance, black pants Fine luxury, give him a lap dance Left the crib and I'm coasting Squally pulled me over scoping What's the commotion? Two people got killed in Harlem World, you say Today was a bad day Today was a bad day Today was a bad day.